<laughs> Rob, you're going to start this tonight. Jordan and Tyler, mm-hmm. heat straps, Jersey City, New Jersey. That's a mouthful. Jersey City, New Jersey. <laughs> Fire department. You got this? Dude. Let's roll. I'm going to sit back. I'm just going to be an extra today. Pretty face. <laughs> you know, you're going to get an A for effort. Yeah, thank you. Hey, everybody. It's Rob National Fire Radio. Very excited tonight in the studio. We have our guests from Heat Straps, Jordan and Tyler. We got a pretty cool product, a pretty cool company that came out a couple years ago. Um, and I've been a huge fan of it ever since I got my hands on it. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to dive right in. As always, Tucker and Jeremy in the studio with us as well. So let's get this thing started. Started. Heat straps. Awesome. First off, it's a lifesaver. Like this thing has made my job so much easier at work as an officer, being able to transition because we had that conversation on the phone one day about, um, especially in a department that's got short staffing, how to, I don't know what that was. We're good. But uh, <laughs> uh, being able to like get to your hands because there's those finite things that you need to do as an officer and then transition right back into a firefighting role. Um, so thank you for, for making a great product, but let's get into it. How did, how did it come out? Yeah, so no, thanks for having us here. Um, we're very excited to be here and really appreciate the opportunity. So a little bit behind the story of how they came out. I mean, we came out with it more as a convenience thing, uh, not realizing that it's more of a safety uh, problem that we're having the fire service where guys are taking off their gloves, uh, whether it's to grab a tool out of their pocket. Uh, we've had multiple cases of guys getting burnt because they take off their glove to hit their mayday button. Uh, just different things throughout. You know, guys that say they don't take off their, their gloves, they're, they're lying. I mean, you're constantly taking on and off your gloves and... Uh, this is just one less thing you have to worry about losing your gloves in a, an ideal age environment. So let's talk about this for a minute because probably not everybody that's listening even knows what heat straps are. Right. Right? So <laughs> let's ran it back a little bit. I mean, I understand the product. I love it. I wore them. Uh, I was at a three-alarm job the other night, and I had them on. And um, I'll give you my specifics about that in a little bit because I was thinking about it after that night. Mm-hmm. And I go, damn, I should have got a picture for the guys because they would appreciate the picture of it. But however... Um, what it is and, and how my wife describes it, right? Because I was talking to her about it. I showed her and I've had them for a while now. They are basically to keep your mittens on. Right, right. They are, yeah, that's, right? That's as a, simple as that sounds, right? And, and I know you probably hate that description, but it paints a picture for everybody listening and watching, right? This is a cuff that goes around your wrist that doubles through the loop on the inside of your glove cuff. And it keeps your gloves in position. So as you take your gloves off, they hang. They dangle off of your wrists. And it's a very simple thing, and I can't believe it never existed until you guys were like, hey, I got an idea. Right. Right? So why don't we start with the idea, man? Jordan, where did this come from? So um, I've only been on the job for two years, um, but in the academy, I actually came up with the idea in the academy. Um, I was masking up on a graded staircase, and I put my gloves down in between my legs, and it fell between the grade of the stairs and I could not get my glove again. So at that point, I was pretty much useless, and I went to my instructor. I'm like, what the hell do I do? He's like, what do you mean what do you do? You, have to get, you, know, you can't do anything. You know, you're screwed. If you lose your glove in a fire, you're not going to get it back. You know? Or we had another instructor who would literally, you're masking up your gloves, not underneath your knees. He would come take it and make you look for it. Throw it. Kick it. I've seen it. Yeah. And so it's funny I say that. Multiple cases. I mean, in the academy, you're constantly masking up, taking your gloves on and off. Uh, and, you know, 
So that day when I, I lost my glove, I went home and I was talking to my father. Uh, I said, like, why do I have to worry about losing my gloves? It's like, you know, you're constantly taking on and off your gloves, but you know, what, what happens if they just stayed attached to your wrist? He's like, that's a really good idea. I mean, my father, right. he was a captain in North Hudson Regional. Um, he was on the job for uh, 25 years. Um, so here's another guy that has been around, you know, backtracking here but we're third generation career firemen uh and you know so we have a lot of bloodline and and a lot of knowledge about the job and we grew up around it and my father said you know we have to look into that so i you know i took about eight months to find the right materials um to test it out to do a bunch of things and we finally came up with the heat strap and that's kind of where we're at now i love it i mean you know Let's talk about that bloodline, and then we'll get to where we are, because I think you guys, I mean, just meeting you guys now several times, we've gotten to know each other, shared a few cocktails here and there, and, uh, and told some great stories. But, you know, the product is pretty simple and straightforward. Um, I think of it as, you know, I read, I was doing a little background before we came in here tonight, and I read a comment that you guys made that it is uh, an important piece of PPE of your gear and not a gimmick. Right. Too often there's gimmicks. Right. Too often there's that quick fix, you know, and so on. I never realized how often I take my gloves off, put them on. I know everybody, you know, listen, the Instagram warriors, the Facebook police, right? Learn how to mask up with your gloves on, learn how to do everything with your gloves on. I agree. However, that's not always the case. This is a simple fix to something that I realized the other night. I'm glad I had them was when I was transitioning between a couple different jobs and I need to take my gloves off, and the gloves are soaking wet, and they're hard to put back on, and so on and so forth, right? So it's a cool product, but it's simple. So my, my question, I guess, is how did a third-generation fireman kind of figure this out, right? I mean, you grew up in a house full of firemen, your father and, and the generation before, and you guys both got on the job following in dad's footsteps and, and the generations laid before you. Why hasn't this existed before? Like, why, why are you, why are you the guy that was like, wait a minute, I got a problem. So anytime I go somewhere, that's the first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's literally everybody. Well, why didn't I think of that? And, and it, it's kind of funny because, you know, the fire service doesn't like change. Yeah. Uh, and they say the fire service doesn't like change in the way things are, right? And I saw a meme that had a picture of a fire bucket. And they it said, if we were, you know... Uh, we would still be putting fires out with buckets if we if we didn't change anything, which is true. No doubt. All right. So, um, I think when f- people first see this product, they come in and they see it's like, you know, what is this? You know, and as you said, people come up and say, "This is reminds me of my mittens." Yeah. And I say to them, "Well, did you ever lose your mittens?" And they say, "No." So I'm like, "Well, there's your solution right there." You know, it's I not about just you know losing your mittens. It's also you know, it's working faster, working safer, and just keeping accountability of you know something that's over. Overlooked. Yeah, and, no. and and I think part of it too. What I love, what I love about it is you guys found a problem that all of us have. It exists throughout the fire service, right? I don't care how good you are. There are times where you lose track of your gloves, no doubt. You guys addressed the problem and you did something about it. So many guys don't do anything about it, like you were saying. You were like, "Why you?" Well, because you followed through. And I think, man, like kudos to you guys for coming out with a very simple product. But I mean simple in the highest regard. Firemen need simple. And this is simple. Yes. You know? Yes. And, you know, the, the history of what you guys have done in the short period of time 
is a testament to how good this product is. You guys are in major metropolitan cities. You're in other towns across the country that you're outfitting complete departments. Um, you want to talk about the experience and all of that? I mean, why don't we talk about the manufacturing process? Not the, not the proprietary stuff, but the trials and tribulations going into developing a product. I mean, this doesn't have to be, all be firefighting. I mean, let's talk about what's your background? I mean, do you have design and, and building background? No. Right. So you, did, you I, didn't go to the Fashion Institute? I did not. <laughs> okay. well, no, maybe, maybe for one year, but I dropped out. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's chasing the short skirts. In yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly why he was there. No, but uh, yeah. So a little bit about myself. Yeah, uh, I went to William Patterson University. It's a small school in New Jersey, state school. Um, where I played hockey. I, I went to school for finance. Knew in the back of my mind that I, you know, I always wanted to be a fireman. Like it was always the option. If I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to do it, I would take it. Um, Took the test in school, got a job out of college, you know, working for Hilti, which is a, a tool company. Right. Um, you know, I advanced really fast, and then I, I came to a point in my life where I had to make a decision if I wanted to be a fireman or continue to grow with my company, which I was doing well at. And, uh, and then I said to myself, if I didn't take this job, I would have kicked my own ass three years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... That's that's kind of the story, um, you know. So I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about how to how to you know meet with people and talk with people and just you know doing the right thing, you know. So that's another company where I know I'm talking about Hilti right now, but I, I I had a product that I genuinely believed in, and it was very easy to sell and 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 talk about it. And this is this kind of the same way I feel about this. It's not a gimmick. I have no problem going to anybody in the fire service, regardless if you've been on the job for two days or thirty years, right. that I can come to you and say. Okay, this is going to solve your problem. Jordan, you you mentioned about working at a uh, out of college, and that you know you're you said you're on you're on for two years now. Yeah. So how old are you right now? Twenty five. You're twenty five right now. You got out of college. You're having this experience, and I think this is like this is where my mind's going with this is that you are a, a millennial, yep. you know, like using the term. I'm in a but you <laughs> I know, but like but my point is like you you got these skills. To communicate with people and it was very much part of the process in developing the heat straps because this was not like just you know most people like they they get, they get a bad rap but they're not communicating with people right but like here you are you're you know you're in this generation but you've gotten the skills and you're you're out there like and you're developing this product and it just didn't happen happen overnight right so you know i'm, I'm very i'm a very passionate person um i take a lot of pride in my job and like being a fireman um, I grew up around it and I know, I knew what it was like to be, you know, in a firehouse and be with guys 24 hours a day and, you know, become like one big family. And, um, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I take a lot of pride in the product, making it better. Um, you know, so it's, it's not well, the, these also can be a money saver too, because <clears throat> I can recall at least a couple of house fires. I was the first line pushing in. And, you know, you're getting ready to open the front door and you got a charge line, you know where you're going and your glove falls off. Right. Well, the way we used to counter that is you had a second pair of gloves in your pocket. You just reached in, you put it on, but I never found that glove. So now gloves are 45 $65 a pair. Probably doubling that. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you know. Well, you guys, so you it's been a while since I've been, it's been a while <laughs> since I've been chief and yeah, paid yeah, for yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying there? I mean, you know, right there, 
you could easily have saved a pair of gloves. And usually they match, so you're not going to keep the other one. You're throwing that one out. And I know of at least three fires where I've lost gloves on and never gotten them back. So funny. My captain, he's been on uh, 39 years, um, he comes up to me. He's like, listen, every fire I go to, I always lose a glove. I have a locker full of left-handed gloves. So he, I gave him a set to try out. And sure enough, he's like, these things are awesome. Yeah. He's like, I wear them every tour. You know? So people say the fire service doesn't like change. There's a guy that's been on the job for almost 40 years, and he's like, this is, this is the smartest thing I've seen come yeah. out of the fire service. In some fire places, fire. it's coming out of your pocket because you're issued so many. Right. And if you lose them, hey, you know, you're lo- you're the one that's losing these. Now you got to pay for them. Right. right. So. I think, too, like, yeah, the fire service doesn't like change, but the fire service doesn't like stupid change. The fire service doesn't like change that doesn't move us forward. Or change for change. Right. And right, which right. which happens a lot, a right? lot, and and I think that's a good point, and and I think too, you know, just thinking about it, you know, getting a senior captain or a, or a chief or a major metropolitan city to sign on to the theory. I mean, you guys, in order to move this product to sell this product, it's all about education, right? Like again, firemen are skeptical of gimmicks. We're skeptical of you know the new Halligan bar. Well, the Halligan bar has been around forever. Like, we don't need to, like, really change it up other than maybe square off some of the corners and a couple other things, right? But other than that, form, fit, and function, it works. Don't screw with it. This is one of those things that is an addition to your PPE. We we value our equipment more than ever now, right? We've gotten away from hip boots. We've gotten away from long coats. We've gotten away from, uh, you know, not wearing SCBA. I mean, we, we are a conscious environment now of protecting ourselves and and wearing the correct equipment this is a, a great accoutrement to that um and i what i'm fascinated by, rob hit on it before jordan and, and tyler and what i love about it is 25 tyler how old are you i'm 34 30 oh, you're the you're an old man old. yeah you're an old man <laughs> but i mean 25 and 34 you guys found a problem in the fire service that we all know existed and then you did something about it and i think that's cool and I think what I where I'm going with this is I kind of want to get into the background of it is there is no way coming out of college with finance and then working for Hilti, right? And then becoming following your your father's footsteps and the generations before you of becoming a career fireman and knowing that's what you wanted to be. What the hell do you know about webbing, elasticity, and Nomex or or whatever this is made out of? Right. How did the process go down? I mean, you found the problem and then you were like, I want to fix this. So it took a long time and we went through our trial and error and the thing was i mean i was so excited about the product um i just wanted to get it out there right you know and of course you know i had my kinks and you know whether it was a couple breaking or whatever it was there i always continued to do the right thing i want if someone's ever not happy about it you know if something happens to the product i'm going to replace it but now we got to a point where nothing's happened to the product yeah. And that's the best feeling in the world. Now I can focus on, you know, getting the product out there right. and, you know, just letting he, guys use He will come up with a new prototype and I will say to him, right, listen, I think the the, uh, the the yellow piece is too too long. I mean, you know, maybe I mean, might need to shorten it up a little bit. So then uh, he gave me, a, I guess, the final product. And actually the first 20 minutes I had on my gloves, we had a working fire. I gave it to a guy on a rescue company who was also there. 
And he's like, yeah, these things are great. And he's like, these things are great. You know, I easily turn my bottle on, mask up, mask off, you know, take my gloves off, walk through cast, you know, do whatever I have to do. So I think from that point on, that was, you know, us moving forward. We knew we had something solid after that moment. So, so yeah. one one thing is, right, like, this, nothing changes about what you're doing on the firing range. Nothing changes. So if you get off the rig with your gloves on, they stay on. If you get to the front door and you put your gloves on, you, that's what you do. You just slip your straps on. It's not nothing. It's literally just that you put your wrist through and you put your glove on, right? Like, so if I if I know I'm going to a working fire, like a reported smoker fire, I, I throw my gloves on. I get off the rig. As soon as I need my bare hand to do something, I know that I can keep on walking, you know, Turn on my bottle, keep, I'm still moving, and I don't have to worry about you know. What I really want to talk about, though, is I think it's cool, the entrepreneurial spirit of what you did, but also understanding and building what you build. I mean, I know it's pretty simple and straightforward. Can you talk about that, though? Yeah. Because, like, 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 you've... Oh, just, like, forming a business and... and yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, all yeah, of it, yeah. right? Because, like, do you have experience doing any of that? No. Right. I think what's cool about this is you could potentially inspire others to find... Same fix. type of thing. Right. right. And I think that's important. And I think, you know, as simple as this is, a piece of elastic and another piece of elastic sewn together, your logo in a clear bag with a postcard, yeah. it's super simple. Right. But it's so good. I think people are afraid to come out with new stuff because they're afraid of the you, you got to speak I up. I'm sorry. And you got to lean into that microphone. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't want you to be behind. Oh, oh yeah, pull your seats into the into the table, yeah. just yeah. To, that way you're not. Right. No, I think people are afraid to come out with new stuff because they're afraid. Well, everybody gets beat up, right? Everyone gets and, beat up. And you know, you, like, you have the gods that talk about it and go, "What is this crap? We never had this crap." And you got to get around that stuff, and you you got to be a little thick skinned with it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's one thing in the fire service, which is which I learned throughout my years, is that you have to have thick skin. Yeah. No matter what you do, you're gonna get your balls broken about something. For sure. So, regardless of what you do. You have thick skin. So, you know, we have guys talking about this, and, you know, and I have no problem with that. I know we have a product that works. Um, it's proven to work. So, uh, you know, I don't have a problem going around showing guys and, you know, right. and telling them, you know, what this is. You know, so. That's a really good point. I mean, we, we have our experiences, and we get trolled a lot and, and so on. And I think what happens is when you believe in something and you put yourself behind it, your target, your standout. You guys have changed the culture in a way of PPE. I, I'm not going to be surprised when the big guys are knocking on your door to do work with you because right. I think this product goes a lot bigger than where you are right now, and I think this thing's going to take over in the marketplace. And that's just my personal opinion and feeling. But where I'm going with this is you're right. When you do something new, you're a target, and people aren't going to like it. And you're. I remember when we posted our first couple like quick clips on this and – there were people who were like, what the hell is this? We don't need it. We've never had this. That's ridiculous. Then you get the, the super fireman that, like, you should learn how to mask up and do everything with your gloves on. You know what? Yeah. Great. Good for you. It's mean, not reality. In the meantime, he has, you, a, he has a profile picture with a beard. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, you know, that, that could be part of yeah. it. There's, there's no doubt, right? Yeah. And, that, and that's all part of it. And so... You know, you're right though, Tyler. Like you gotta have thick skin, but you also have to believe in your product. You guys believe in the product, and it probably has to do with the fact that you had a lot of highs and lows developing it, right. building it, right. making it what it is. So yeah, can you hop into that, Jordan? And, yeah. And so I, I had, you know, no, I was, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur, 
my wildest yeah, dreams. Right. You know, um, it, I had to learn from scratch, you know, forming an LLC, you know, going through the patent process, going through everything I've gone through, and it, uh, do it with people that you trust and people yeah. that are willing to help. People are willing to help you. If you have right. an idea, people are going to be, like, if they believe in you and they see how passionate you are, they're going to help you. And, you know, for me, what I've learned with a lot of things, I, in business especially, is that you got to use your resources. You got you to learn how to, like, work with people. And, you know, um, and if you do the right thing, good things happen. I, so. I, people will subscribe when you're passionate. Right. You guys came up with, you had a problem, you came up with a solution. Now it's finding the way to get it out there. Um, yeah, you know, entrepreneurialism is, is tough, man. You are, you're going to get beat down more than you get the pickups. But I think the, I think even for me, I mean, you know, from where I come from in my background, it's all about the, the little success stories that add to building validation as to what you're doing, right? Like you guys put out a new product that was an easy target for people to say, we don't need it. It's a gimmick. However, you're creating a culture. You're changing perspective. You've addressed the situation. I mean, can we talk about where these straps are? Yeah, absolutely. So, what's what's the where where are you? I mean, what's so, the biggest department that's rocking them right now? Our biggest department, and we're very happy to say, is Boston. Right. Um, we outfit the whole Boston Fire Department. Nice. Um, How which, many sets? So, thirteen hundred guys on their department. So, um, that was, I want to say, uh, we were at the right place at the right time. Um, Bullshit. It's hard work, <laughs> brother. Yeah. It's it, hard it, work. Yeah. You know, timing, timing's important, but you know what? Yeah. It's hard work. Right. It's discipline. It's passion. Right. So, uh, long story short, uh, there was a fireman there that burnt his hand. I'm not going to mention any names, um, but he burnt his hand and he was telling us a story where another guy, he went to go hit his mayday button on his radio, a guy that never takes his gloves off in an IDLH environment had to take off his glove to hit his mayday button because he couldn't get with a gloved hand, dropped it, it got, it got bad really fast, and he lost his glove. He dropped it on the ground, and he got third-degree burns all over his hand. He said, if I was wearing these straps, I would not have burnt my hand. Right? So a battalion chief heard the story, sent me to the deputy chief of training, and um, he's like, all right, well, we'll try them out. It's a great idea. I like the concept. I like that you guys are firemen and you know, trying to make a change, and... Well, we'll see what happens, see if the guys like him. Two weeks later, he calls me up and says, we want him. I'm like, all right, well, you, you want to like, outfit your sock units? He's like, right, no, right. we want him for everybody. I'm like, all right, wow. let's do it. It's great. Let's do it. So, like I said before, I, I came up with this idea as a convenience thing, right? Not realizing that this is an, a real issue, like a real safety concern uh, that we have in the fire service. I mean, your gloves come off when the when the shit's hitting the fan. The first thing you would do is take off your gloves for dexterity. You know whether it's like you got a window and you, you have to open up, get underneath the hinge to to open up the windowsill, or you know anything. So, um, you know it's just uh, I I have no problem go, talking to any about this. If somebody said to me that this wouldn't work, I would love to have a conversation with them. Like I just say, okay, well, what do you do in this situation? What do you do? How do you grab a tool out of your pocket? How do you know what you're grabbing in your pocket, you know? Or yeah, uh, you use on a situation you were on the roof a couple couple months ago, right? Right. So it's like I, every time I use them, I find a new use. You know, I was cutting a hole on a roof, 
uh, and I had to check how much we were on the, we were up on the roof for like an hour and a half. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had to we had to see how much I had to see how much fuel I had left in in in, in the in the gas saw. And uh, I took off the ca- I tried doing it with a gloved hand. I couldn't get it. So I took off my glove, opened up the cap, so much gas I had, and closed it, and you know went back to cutting. But just you can't unscrew that thing with a glove on. It's right. impossible. It, it's such a good point. I mean, we, Rob, I remember when, when you guys, when we first started talking to you guys and looked at the product and so on, and you, said, you gave us a couple sets, you're like, go try them. Have fun with them. Go try them out. Rob took them up to work, and Rob made a good point. I want Rob to talk about it a little bit because um, most departments are strapped for manpower. Most departments require the guys, the women, the firefighters to do more than one job, right? We don't... Not all of us have the luxury to be in a department with a five, six-man company where you're assigned to the roof, you go to the roof, and that's your job, and that's your job only, or you're the OV, or you're the control, or you're the nozzle, right? Like, a lot of us work a lot of different functions on the fire ground, and some of it can be in fire attack mode and support services mode, but then also in a command position, right? right? Maybe in a volunteer service, right? I mean, you're, you know, you start off in a command position, and then you get released as more resources arrive on scene and you get to a forward position. Rob made a really good point about it where he was talking about in his department where he is a, a career boss who is command in a lot of times and then also becomes an operational position. You want to talk about that? Cause yeah. Like, so one of the first things that I remember with the, with the products coming out was that um, like people were one jumping on that whole, like, you should learn how to use your gloves. You should learn, you know, and, and I was like, yeah, that, that works great. Like Jeremy pointed out, the bigger departments and everything. But like I said, like, you don't fight fires where I fight fires. You don't go on the numerous, you know, medical calls and smells and bells and people who fell. And for me, the, the huge advantage was that, like, I always have to manage Knox box keys, two radios, one for command, one to talk to my guys. Um, if we actually, were, if we're at a fire, like now I'm, I'm playing that command role until a chief officer or somebody else come, comes in to take over as an incident commander and I'm going to work. And the ability to take the gloves on and off, even mutual aid, like, in, you know, the department that I work at uh, up in Fairview, like we, we have some great mutual aid partners that we respond to. But if we're committed at that incident, I got a call for resources to come back and cover the station. And that requires me to take a radio out of my pocket, switch the channels off from the fire ground to a command channel. And there's this, like, like you said, it's fine digital dexterity to get that whole thing under operation and then go back to putting my gloves on and going back inside and, and working with the guys that fight the fire. Right. I think I, re- I remember one fire in particular, and I, I keep meaning to get you the helmet camera footage for it because the straps, like my gloves are, ha- you know, they're hanging the whole time. And there was so much that I did outside without my gloves on that required my gloves to not be on until the point where I actually masked up. And, you know, I'm, I'm on, like, it's funny. I've watched the video a couple of times, but like, there's my, I'm getting myself situated and then my gloves are on like that. And I'm, I'm in the door and like, there are people masking up before me right. who were not, we're not ready and they're, they're stumbling and everything else. And it was just, it's been such a, for me, it's been a lifesaver. And like I, one, one guy I got into a discussion with because he commented on one of the posts. So I just sent him a message to be direct with them. And I said, you know, you look at majority of departments that are forming, at least from the IFF standpoint, they're small jobs. Like nobody's coming in and saying like, you know what? We need to hire career firefighters in this town 
and we're going to put 60 of them on. We're going to hire, right. you know, <laughs> one captain, four lieutenants for, you know, each shift, et cetera. Like that's not happening. So it's these small jobs that are like three or four members who are starting. And like, these are products that like, I mean, you know, and if there's anybody out there that's listening, that's in one of these small departments where you have to wear like multiple hats in a short amount of time. It's great. And then the other thing I found is the guys that, you know, cause I gave a couple of these to the guys that I was working with. And instead of having a traditional glove holder, they switched it to a carabiner and they just slipped these through right. because for us, it's a cross staffing issue. We go from running an ambulance service to running a fire department and getting that gear out of the ambulance. Like somebody would have the traditional um, Velcro glove holder or the one, you know, and something would rip and fall off and now they're without their gloves. Nobody's lost their gloves with the heat straps yet. You know, so that's been like a huge, um, it's been a huge win. Right. I mean, it's, a, it's as, as my cohort would say, it's a home run, right. you know? So it's just been, it's, to me, it's been one of the best things. It's, I want to say it's changed my life, but like it's, it's definitely made my job a lot easier. Right. So yeah, the, uh, the one thing I like to say about that is that, you know, I love hearing like stories about like, this is what happened. I was, I was doing this and then I, I took my glove off for a second and my straps were there. I just want to say thank you. And mm-hmm. we get Instagram messages daily. Like, Hey guys, I used your straps on a fire today. They were awesome. You know, um, I just want to let you know they they saved me a lot of time and blah blah blah. And there's these testimonials from these people that, yeah. you know, I always ask, hey, send us your send us your pictures. I mean, we love to see your straps in use, but this is, you know, genuinely people taking their time to reach out to me and say thank you, because this has been an issue I've had for a very long time, you know. And the one thing about it is, you know, everybody, you know, they take this like you you found a use for it, mm-hmm. and for maybe some larger department where they're not doing that they have their own use for it. And everybody's kind of, you know, figuring out a way to use these and whatnot. So, and I don't think like, and we've said it before, but there isn't a firefighter that has not taken their gloves off on the fire scene for whatever reason. Right. And it's even like, it's as stupid as going out to rehab afterwards and drinking a bottle of water and swapping out your bottle on your pack and then being able to go back in and not worrying about where this stuff has gone because it's, it's right there. Right. Right. I mean, uh, for me too, like, I hate wearing my mask. I hate wearing gloves. Right. Like, it, you know, you train and, and you go to fires and you wear your mask and you wear your gloves. I was at a fire the other night. Mask up, got to go in, got to put your gloves on. But I'm, a, you know, I, it doesn't mean I enjoy doing that. It doesn't mean that I enjoy being on air. I'd much rather have my, you know, my mask swung over my back and across the back of the pack and, and be able to work without the restriction of a mask, right. without the restrictions of a glove, you know? Like, so there's there's something to that. And, you know, I'll probably get my balls busted for saying that, but but there is there is some merit to that, right? And so you talked about dexterity before, Jordan. Like, dexterity is important. When you get jammed up, the first thing you do is you go in, you, there's a second of panic. Right. You can train as much as you want. You want to hold this? Yeah. You you can train as much as you want. You want to go into situations. I mean, your your situation in Boston, where you were able to get your heat straps on the on the front line with all those guys, came directly from a terrible fire, that line of duty death fire, yeah. I believe, yeah. where the guys that were in there trying to help and and that were answering the mayday to do a firefighter removal ended up getting very serious burns. Because they needed their hands, they needed their gloves, you know, and and so there's there's a real issue there, um, and I think for you guys, like I'm I'm super happy for you guys because 
It's a newer product, right? I mean, you guys, how long, Jordan? I mean, how long has this been in the so, works? Just over a year. A year. Yeah, and I, I know That's outrageous. it sounds yeah. yeah crazy to even say that because it's amazing. Like, I never thought I would, you know, be here. And I know I'm not, not just saying that to be, like, just saying that. Like, it's for real. Like, it it's, doesn't even feel like yeah. it's been a year. No, I get it. But you had you I mean you've had a lot of trials and tribulations with it. Right. And yeah. your your brother's been rocking them on the job and trying them out as you went through the testing phase and figuring right. out what works. I kind of want to just jump back in we're we're shooting live right now, so yeah. I think it's important to talk about the the um the experience of it too, right? I mean, firemen are firemen, you know. This is this is a whole other avenue, right? right? So, you know, testing back and forth education we had the uh, fastboard guys in here a couple weeks ago where we did a podcast with them and their product and we bring companies in like yourselves guys that we believe in and products that we believe in and something that's new to the business and that's why you're here tonight because we enjoy your story we appreciate your story and, and we like the product and and so it's it's not a gimmick this is a this is a fix-all you know this is this is something that needs to become part of your everyday ppe if you will because it is addressing a very simple issue that we've all faced for a very long time. But I think what's fun about the conversation is, you know, when we hear about how it all started, where you went with it, it's only been a year, but it's been one hell of a year. Right. And you've had to learn the ins and outs of building a business, right. business relationships, and so on. But it's also, like the Fastboard guys, it's a culture. It's education. It's not, you know, like I, that's the biggest thing. When you, when you look at your product, you're like, it's cool. Like, you know, what is it? What does it do? The functionality of this comes through the storytelling right. and, and, uh, and the background of it. And, uh, and that's what well, I like about it. And like, even like we were talking about this at work, we went to your alumni, uh, you know, then we were just telling this that we opened the door of this townhouse and it was smoke from the, you know, or to ceiling, but you could like, you know, and I think everybody here can agree, like burned chicken has that one particular smell right. and you know that <laughs> this chicken is cooked in the pot. Like, right. so I, I, I picked it up and I'm like, all right, I know where this is. But like, I'm like, Gee, like this, this kid is here for a bachelor's and burned chicken. And like, I, I, I said, this is ridiculous. I'm putting a mask on for, for burned chicken, but it, the, like he had, you know, burned everything up, get into the kitchen, the, you know, the fire is out and, and but like, I have to go through and open up doors of keys. And these heat straps are there, and like you know, like I said, like got my gloves on. Oh, gotta go touch the stove. Cool, gloves come on, <coughs> gloves come off. It was like I said, it was easy breezy. It was great. So it just well, it's also one less thing you have to keep in your pockets. Everybody has loaded pockets yeah. these days, and I always carried an extra set of, you know, now I don't have to. So now I can feel more stuff in my pockets. And when you're trying to squeeze through small spots, you have these pants on now that have pockets like right. huge. <laughs> You know, and now you don't have to do that. It's one less thing that you have to have with you. And this is very small. What was what was one of the challenges? Like, if, if there's a challenge that sticks out in your mind, what was one of the challenge? Like the, you know, the, one of the challenges that you overcame in developing this product that you were just like, yeah, this is the hill I had to climb, and and you know, I'm 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 on a you know I'm successful because I'm on a mountain mountaintop of failure. Like, what was it that you? I, I think it was our uh, our first manufacturer. I think we had. We brought this product to them, and they thought that they could change it for us, make it stronger, better, and more durable. And it turns out they completely destroyed the product. 
Yeah, and listen, we're, I mean, we're being completely honest. Like, well, the, you know, please. And so everything has been a learning experience, it's, right? So it's like, so when we finally realized what was going on, we had to backtrack and realize, you know, what we have to start from scratch all over again. And so we had to find a new manufacturer. We had to find, you know, that, and we had to backtrack. I mean, we didn't have that many that went out, right. but we had to backtrack. We knew what they looked like. We had we were people were sending us pictures with them on. I'm like, listen, you know, send us back. We're gonna send you a new set. You know, there's a manufacturer defect, and you know, that's the thing. Like, I if, if I didn't care about these people, like I came up this because I, I genuinely believe in the product and I I want people to be safer on the fire ground, and you know, I feel like they have to do the right thing. Right. So we reached out to. I'm sure you can talk to people who said he reached out to me. He sent me a new pair, and I've been wearing them ever since, and I haven't had any issues. Right. So I think that was definitely our first and our, probably our biggest hurdle that we've had. To it's not going to be your last. No, it's definitely but not going to be your last. It speaks, to, it speaks to your company because people don't, people don't buy um, you know, what you do. They buy why you do it. Right. And, and you're truly here for the right reasons. And that action alone of being like, you know, realizing one, one, of, your, one of your manufacturers screwed something up on you and like, in probably one of the most deceitful ways because they changed your product, which is like changing your baby right. without letting you know. And now it's out in the hands of people who like you understand why they're out there and why they're buying your product and it could possibly fail. And you take, you, you take it upon yourselves to start reaching out to those people and saying, I mean, I remember cause you gave me test straps and you're like, Hey, uh, send those back. Like they're <laughs> like, I'll send you new ones. Right. And you, and you did. Right. And you were like, Hey, don't worry about it. And I'm like, well, you want me to pay for these? Like these are, and you're like, Nope, Nope. So I think that's like, I said that, you know, that, there's a lot to uh, to grab there, and, and from a, especially from a business world, because I think in the fire service, and we talked a little bit about some stuff beforehand, but you know, there, there's opportunities sometimes where like people give you products and they don't function how they're advertised, and you bring yeah. it up. People think, right? It's like yeah. this glamorous thing, like we're selling to Boston, we're selling to New Haven, we're selling to all these major cities. They must be rolling in money, blah blah blah. But what people don't realize is that there's a lot of trial and error, and there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of work, and you know. I don't really care for the money too much. It doesn't really mean too much to me. I, 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 I do it for the fire service and because I genuinely believe in the product. And that's one of the things that we had to face at the way beginning. And those are new relationships that we formed as a new company. And, you know. Um, well, it's a good product and the money will come because of that. Right. Is there a success story that sticks out in, one, in both of your minds, like individually, that you've you've gotten from customers um yeah no I, I mean i said it before i think the boston thing is right. definitely the, the, the biggest thing i mean that's when i realized or we realized that we had yeah, a product right. that was going to save people's hands gonna right. save people's lives you know and um, for someone to come from like you know a prestigious department like that to say you know if i had something like this that would save my save my hands you know that's like it says a lot I think for me too, like I just know from what we started here, a lot of the payment that I enjoy is the validation and appreciation that we get from people. It has nothing to do with the advertising dollars or the selling hats and shirts and, and all of that. It's building a culture. It's building the belief that the job is good. It's building a brand. It's, uh, 
Making a difference. It's that DM that you get where somebody, like you said, somebody said, hey, man, because of you guys, I'm going to burn up my hand today. You know, I mean, those, I think those stories are so much more powerful than the almighty dollar. I think too often people get lost in the money end of it. And you guys went into this um, for all the right reasons. You had a problem. You wanted to fix the problem. And for it being an accessory, it became a way of life because you realized that you were doing it for yourself, but it addressed a bigger problem. And I think that's I think that's the important conversation to have. And I, you know, for me, I mean, it's all about making a difference. Um, and I think that's all part of firefighting too. I mean, you know, people aren't firefighters for the money, right? You know, people right. aren't, you know, and and so on. So, um, good for you guys. I mean, you're really you're doing great things, and I'm, I I love it. And I kind of where I wanted to go with this too is, um, you know, you guys come from three generation of firefighters. Talk a little bit about yourselves for a minute, and maybe it explains the motivation behind building the product. Right. Um, you know, your father, you said, was retired <coughs> off the job from North Hudson Regional, which is a uh, career department on the, the Gold Coast of New Jersey, if you will, right. which if for people that aren't familiar, that is a, uh, and same with Jersey City, where you guys are from, is on the Hudson River directly across from Manhattan. Right. So it is a densely populated, yes, very densely populated. incredibly mixed type of neighborhoods, um, you got a little bit of everything. Um, your father retired off the job there, and you, maybe you can speak to him a little bit. I know um, he passed not too long ago, yes. and, and that was uh, tough for you guys, I know. And um, But I think he had a lot to do with lighting that fuse and, and building the fire for you guys to really push this. So um, he was our biggest fan. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. It was a tough been really tough and a lot of people you know we haven't been posting too much because right. we've been dealing with you know everything of course that's going on and whatnot but um somebody told me not too long ago that he he, he went up in tears himself he's like he's like i don't want to start tearing up i get it i get it no it's okay he i said, get it i get he it. said to him he's he started talking about heat straps and how proud he was of us for starting starting something and actually going after it and doing yeah. it and yep. it actually brought him to tears. Yep. And I will just... I will tell you, brother, as a father of four kids, the best moments of my life are when my children succeed and do something that is bigger than they ever thought they could accomplish. And I think for you guys, you know, for a father for a father who was in the job and you guys followed in his footsteps, he's looking down on you and he's super proud of both of you and uh, and the, and the and the product that you're putting out because you're doing it for the right reasons. And you're addressing the issue of the fire service, and I think it's fantastic. I really do, and that's why I wanted to bring that up. I don't want to put you on the spot with no, that, no, but I know he was. I know how important he was to you guys, and still is. And uh, and I know that his love for you guys as as a father and, and sons, and then firefighters like there's something about firefighting families, you know. So and, it's crazy, uh, you know. It's like my whole life, I grew up around it. Yep. You know, it's just like conversations with my uncle, you know, who's also a retired. It's like they go to the house and what they talk about, and it's just like this this, this tight knit community. Yeah, and it's just like wow, like this is something I can have my own brother. Like now, did you guys grow up? Did like, you guys grow up in a community where you could volunteer, or was like, are, were you volunteer firemen before no, you got on the job? No, no. we both were not volunteers. Okay, just, so we we were both heavily involved in sports. Right, you know, we both played hockey, very competitive. Gotcha. Okay. Not that we weren't really allowed to do it, but no, it's I get it. You didn't have we didn't have the time, right? The time, the really you know, it's a big it. commitment. 
sure know, time is going away you know couldn't commit to that yeah you know yeah but i love it i i love the story i love the passion um for both of you guys to follow in your father's footsteps like that you were in the private sector and Kyle, i don't know your backstory you didn't yeah, so get my to backstory it, but... i uh I graduated college a little late. I didn't. I always knew I wanted to be a career fireman, um, so it took me a little bit longer to get on. Um, I had to take a couple of tests, and I finally got the opportunity, and I came, and uh, yeah. that's where I at. You know, I, I yeah. waited well, eight and a half years, you know, so to get the job. So, well, you did it right. right. You got the job. Right. I mean, that's that's another message right. for a whole other night. I mean, you Correct. do the right thing, and good things right. happen. Right. So I've a. Uh, I graduated from NJCU in Jersey City with a history degree. I was teaching a little bit before I got on, and I transferred from teaching to uh, to Jersey City. Followed in the footsteps. Followed in the footsteps. Awesome. I, I can only imagine how proud you know your father was the day you guys got pinned, and and you know, and so on, following in the uh, family business. I yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I really do, and it adds to the story of heat straps. Um, you know, families that stick together do good things, man. And you know, you guys seem like you had a driving force behind you. Super proud of what you've done and the product you've put out and the and the culture that you're building to educate people that this is a needed product. And, um, you know, there's a lot of success stories coming out with your product. And um, I think it's great, man. I'm happy to have you, you said you were third generation. Where was your so grandfather? Our, my dad, I'm sorry, my mother's father's a retired Union City fireman. My mom's brother's retired North Hudson. My father's retired North Hudson. Mom's uncle. Mom's uncle's retired. Wow. Union City. So everybody's yeah, Hudson so, County. So you guys yeah. really didn't have a choice. Yeah, I always well, I always knew from when I was a kid that I always wanted to be a fireman. That yeah. was my that was my passion. That was my goal. And uh, you know, I no matter what it took, I was always, I was that was my my driven point to get there. Yeah. So you know, I was worth odds and then jobs to get to where I had to be. Right. You know? so that's, that's what Fantastic. Yeah, I was uh, I was really happy when he got on the job because that's that's literally all he wanted. Right. Know? That's the only thing I wanted. That's the like. Me, if it happened, I would have been very, very, very happy. I got the opportunity, but if he didn't get the job, I would have, yeah, that would have been. But you made all your money before you came in the exactly. fire service. You don't <laughs> have to worry. Thing, right? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, that's that's one thing that did happen. I, I, I did well for my, my other job, and then, but I, you know, I'm happy I made the decision. I don't, I don't really look back and say, wow, I wish I, yeah, no, I go to work every single day. And I love it. Like I right. genuinely am. Like my girlfriend's like, you're the only person I know that's like on vacation and is excited to go back to work. But the <laughs> the <laughs> cool know, thing about like, being a fireman is yeah. every call is different, and you do a different thing every day. So you, you, if you were sitting there doing paperwork, you know that half the stuff is the exact same thing you either did yesterday or last week. Right, right. You know, if you're on a production line, it's the same thing all the time. You get to do different tasks all the time and get to learn different things. Right. And that's what's so cool about so it. So speaking of like, you know, it's, yeah, like forcing doors. I love, like, I always thought I was going to be a pumper guy. I love, you know, Tyler's like, oh, you, you don't want to be on the truck. You, know, you want to be on a pumper. And I'm like. Yeah, because Tyler, you're an engine guy, right? I'm an engine guy. So yeah. we, we move out the door a little bit, you know, than a truck does. Not anymore. Not anymore. But, you know, I, I, I like to break up the day. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I like, I like. Having the nozzle and you know knocking on fire and sure know. killing the beast. Some guys yeah. like going to the roof and cutting up. Some guys right. like that too. <laughs> That's right, absolutely. <laughs> Other guys wear capes, you know. <laughs> when, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> different worlds, but I love it. So, do you guys work yeah. opposite each other? Or same oh, ship? Same no, ship. same tour. Do. Oh same wow! Tour. When we first got on, we were in the same battalion, literally like five blocks away from one another. 
That's fun. So we go to the same boxes. <laughs> uh, and you have to understand, like, the city's, you know, we have 15 you know, houses in the city. It's big. Yeah. Like, four battalions. The, you know, every single part of the city is completely different than one another. And so What's on a, what's on a house? Like, if you get a house fire, what's on, on the assignment? So we get, uh, you get four and two. You get four engines, two trucks to rescue our bata- uh, battalion chief, the deputy chief, and the safety officer. On a confirmed working fire, you get our squad company, which operates like the New York City squad company. Rescue pumper, and then you get a fast truck, okay. and an extra chief, and then second alarm. I think it's three and two or four and two, and then so on from there. Yeah, and then it gets just more fun. Yeah, yeah, and the night gets longer. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting city though because it has a lot of new money in it, um, but it also still has some tough neighborhoods. Yes, and I, from what I know, it just a lot of right after nine eleven, Jersey City changed downtown a lot of a lot of new york city came out of new york city downtown and moved across the river to new jersey yeah the finance, feeling safer right yeah, yeah the financial district yeah, the financial and so district, on right. so that really put a big building boom, boom right. in the, in jersey city so right now we're about to surpass i think we might have just surpassed newark as the most populated city in the, yeah. in the state so yeah. It's, yeah, and and we're in a, in a unique department as well because our we're looking to actually add companies and we've been hiring like crazy for the past couple of years. So um, there's talks of our chief wanting to put on another two two pumpers and a truck or two engine, you know, another two pumpers and two trucks, which is like unheard of. It's but that's the yeah. city yeah. that we live in. I mean, you know, we have and you're pretty well staffed too. Right? Yes, which is not normal. But right, think of how fast the city's grown. Yeah, right. It's 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 crazy. Right. So yeah, we do need like that fifth man on the pumper. We need that. For stretches that we have you know we definitely that that fifth guy plays a, a critical role on the kinks and you know going up the uh, you know the five-story walk-ups that we have in the tenements you know that's that's key yeah you know and, and it happens on a pretty you know pretty often basis so you know having that extra guy is definitely crucial and right. especially on the truck companies too you know everyone has a role you know yeah going to the roof you go into the roof you go inside you go inside with the, with the boss you know so nice it's nice to get a little background <laughs> on you guys that you come from an urban department. Um, you know, that this product's been tried and true in your department. You guys have been trying them. I'm sure, uh, I don't know if it's departmental wide, but I'm sure there's a lot of guys on the job that are wearing them and so on. And, and I, what I love about that is, you know, I love when you give this to your buddies or the guys on the shift and you go, try these out, let me know. You know, and up front they're like, what? this like what what are we doing right right and so then you, you but, talk about hurdles right yeah That's right like, yeah exactly so, exactly, exactly. They so after like, i wore them for the first fire and then i'm showing guys and guys are like what the, you know what are you wearing? yeah what I'm are like, you doing like, what is this I'm right like, well this is what it does you mask up you take this you know your gloves are right there and like oh all right all right all right then you know a couple more jobs the guys are starting to see how they operate and work and then yeah, the just, guys that are making fun of them the first two weeks are the biggest fans. It's always the case. <laughs> right. It's always the case, no, it's, it's, it's trickle, always the case. Trickle down it's crazy, effect. man. We go, and we visit, we visit departments. Like we went to FDNY. Guys, we visit fire. Like that's what we do. We visit firehouses. And we talk to guys, whatever. And you know, they buy the product. They don't. If, you know, right. But that's also talk. a cool part of the job. You right. get to meet a lot of guys. Right. right. We get to meet no, a lot of people. Lot of but here's a guy, right? Literally, I forget where we were in Manhattan somewhere. And this guy, he uh, he grabbed this Scott pack. Took his helmet because they taught how to mask up a certain way where they put their helmet on the forearm and right. But he he did the whole entire routine. Went went on air, took a couple breaths, and he's just like he took it off. He's like, "All right, this works. We're good." <laughs> and then right, and then honestly, everyone in the house, everyone in the house bought a pair of straps that day. Yeah, yeah, which right. was like you know, 
people well, are like, oh, it's going to get tangled in something. It's not going to get tangled in anything. And I, I think, too, one of the things that you guys have pushed out just as hard as, like, the like advantages that you've said, like, this is not an excuse to not learn how to use or how to work with your gloves. Right. Like, and that's because I think that's that was one of the things that, like, somebody's like, well, you know, guys are going to get. And I'm like, well, like, people are going to do, like, nobody thought when cell phones came about that we were going to be texting. Like, it used right. to be in, a, like, a bag you know, and you had to plug it into like right. a you know like an inverted generator to right. to power right. the thing. Wow, these guys are pretty young. They don't <laughs> That's why I'm telling them about it. Yeah, yeah. So how about this? So like, but like you know, it it like now like we have to worry about all these other things. But like we're not we're not saying that you're gonna not have those skills. Those skills are still here, and you're still so learning here, them. Here's the thing, right? So I was in another major city not too long ago, and I was talking to one of the, the PPE. Uh, he's head of like the PPE department. They decide what equipment. He's like, oh, well, if I buy this, and guys are going to think it's okay to take off their gloves and do all that. And I'm like, that's not the case. I'm like, so when you grab a tool out of your pocket, what do you do? He's like, well, I take off my glove, I go in my pocket. I'm like, well, that's the point. Right. Like, it's here, yeah. so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, I, like I said, every time I use them, I have a new, I have a new scenario in my head where I, you know, I, I, I take off my glove. You know, it just happens. So I'm thinking about, you know, think about going from the first floor or the second floor for the, to the third floor, checking for extension. But when you go to the third floor, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot more smoke up there. So you're going from this, you're walking on the landing, going up to the third floor. And instead of standing at the bottom of the second floor stairs, you're, you know, in masking up, you're able to walk and keep on going up the stairs and walking up the stairs, putting on your helmet, putting on your gloves and going up. And I think it's, I think another big thing now is like the hoods, you know, how it covers the top of your mask, the bottom of your mask, you know, and guys take off the glove to make sure they have the proper seal with their hood, which is another, you know, crucial benefit. Right. So, yeah, it's like, well, how do you put a hood on with your gloves? Yeah, you can't feel. I mean, you can. You can, but... But what are the... Your chances right. are a lot greater of missing a spot on your face, you know? For, that, for those guys who are critical about their hoods, yes. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a realist, right? I'm not... If anyone disagrees with the product, I'm not going to sit there and, like, argue with the guy and... You don't think you'd have a better seal on your on your face piece with your with your hood if you had your gloves on? I mean, it's just like I'm not trying to change the way you do things, but think about it. I mean, you put your hood on. But you you hit on it, man. You're a realist. Like the people that push back hard are people that really don't sit back and really digest it, right? There's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be guys in the firehouse online, right, Jordan or, or Tyler? Yeah, no, there's guys who get set in their ways. You know, it's very hard to change someone who's set in their ways. I'm doing things for, you know, 20 years, 15 years, 12 years. That's worked for them. But they don't realize that, you know, there is that crucial time where you're going to pick up the glove or you have to get some, you know, you know multitask and you're going to have to, you're going to run to a problem, you know, and that potential is always there. So, uh, yeah. No, I no doubt. And, and I think, you know, for me, the other night, we had a fire the other night. I was wearing them the other night. It was a very simple task, right? I mean, it was a well-involved on the upper floors, the lower floors, Going to uh, open up door. Could have absolutely put the halogen in the door jam and forced the door, but I took the glass pane next to the next to the lock, and then stuck my hand in and unlocked the door. Right, it's a glass pane instead of them having to do a board up. Right, it's just it's it's a simple thing, but as I got behind it, there were three or four locks behind the door, and there was no way I was doing it with my gloved hand. Right, and so I took my glove off. My bare hand went in through the window. Boop, 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 boop. 
It's crazy. Right? I, like, I get excited. Simple things. Simple things. I get excited just thinking about that right. chance where, like, you know, I would take off my glove there. Like, I mean, right. It's like, how many things can I say? You t- Like, I shouldn't have to tell you that you take your gloves off in a fight. Well, pe- people take them off a lot more than they think because they right. take them off and, you know, and then they fumble around. <clears throat> and, you know, th- that one time when I entered into the fire, I knew I had an extra pair of gloves. So there was no time wasted. But a lot of people, even if they had that extra pair of gloves, they're going to be kind of looking for it as they're pushing in. No, 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 you can't do that. We're pushing in now. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a, you know it's there. I had a fire very early on in my career. Roll up, first do. Fire out two windows on the second floor. It was a simple two-and-a-half-story wood frame. Line went in. So we kneel down at the front steps, mask up, lines charged, push the line. It's the center hall. We went... Right up the middle staircase, turn the corner, right? Bedroom was on the left. First bedroom on the left. Funny thing was, across the hall was the bathroom. Big, huge wall mirror in the bathroom. Line gets to the top of the stairs. Good heat. Now, we had perfect visibility until we get to the landing. As Landing's to the floor. We got rollover above us. So we take a position at the top of the stairs. We start hitting the fire. We're not making a dent in the fire. right? Now, we know the fire is out the two front windows above us where we masked up. But we thought the room across the hall was off too because all we saw was fire. It was a bathroom with a large mirror and we all we saw was the reflection of the fire from the room across the hallway, right? No no bullshit. Like and that's one of those things. I had to be 20, 22 years old. I mean, it was just one of those things, you know? But I remember and what I learned about that fire is when I got to that landing, I realized I didn't have my fucking gloves on. And I'm on. I had them and I'm on. Right? Now, Heat straps, I would have had them on in the rig around my wrist dangling, right? I was the backup. Kid took the nozzle. I was his backup. I took the second set of loops, masked up. We went in. I was feeding the line. I met him up. We got water. Met him up at the top of the landing, right? And then I'm behind him, and I realize, no shit. I don't have my gloves on. It's warm in here. (laughs) Warm. How about hot water, right? Let's talk about scalding water, right? Like, so... So that that was an experience from 20 years ago. Jesus, I'm getting old. Yeah, he's old. 20 years ago where, you know, I think about it, and that was a situation where it was a learning curve for me as a rookie fireman to not understand, like, to to have an oversight about not having my gloves on. And uh, and fortunately, I had them with me. Um, I think think there's a a great conversation to be had, and I I really do appreciate what you guys are doing. I think um, education is huge. I think getting people over that stigma of it's we don't need it. It's it's you know I've been doing it this way my whole life or or the or the the all stars that you know I don't take my gloves off. You know you learn to mask. You know I put my gloves on in the firehouse. Right. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like come on man. Like it yeah. gets thick after a while. You know. So here's my thing, right? Yeah. Like, my our goal is to make this a standard, right? Just like I love it. Your helmet has a strap. There's no reason. Helmet, there's no reason for you to lose your gloves. So, um, you know, the more I hear stories, I, I think about this all the time. You know, you read all the NIOSH reports and you see what guys were missing, guys, you know, the, the, what happened to these guys that got injured, and you read these reports and it's like, found without gloves, found without gloves, found without gloves. It's like, shit's hit the fan, you take your gloves off. I don't care who you are, who you think you are, you're some god almighty fireman that says nothing bad is ever going to happen to them. 
I open this window, I gotta get some fresh air, I gotta do whatever the hell I have to do to survive. You take your gloves off. And I know you, there's a chance to get burnt, but your instinct is this. That's, that's, a, that's an incredible point to make. So. Yeah. Where, uh, where can we buy these? Where do we, where do we get heat straps from? So right now you can, uh, you can buy them on our website. Um, they're also on the fire store. They're at Turnout Uniform in Jersey City. Um, they're all over the place. All hands fired. All hands, all hands fired down in Neptune. And the website is heatstrapsusa.com. Correct. You guys do Instagram. Yeah, we're on Instagram, Instagram. at heatstrapsusa. Um, we actually have a promo right now uh, for bulk, bulk uh, orders. Um, so you can go check them out on the website. That's the one thing we, uh, we just started to do is trying to get some more departments to, I mean, it, it, our, yeah, having one of, selling one of these is nice, but our goal is to have everyone wear them. Not, right. It, that's not why we're doing this. Right. We want departments as a whole uh, wearing this product. You know, the one thing I didn't really talk about is the amount of departments that are actually outfitted in, in, in whole with these straps, you know, so. So let's talk about that. Yeah, so we have, you know, like I said, Boston was our biggest. We have New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, we have Mawa, New Jersey. Uh, we have a couple other very big departments that we're talking to right now. Um, so, yeah, I think it's fun because I, <laughs> I've seen them all over. Right. Like I, we go to a lot of firehouses. You know, we National Fire Radio. We just we have a lot of invites and and we end up in a lot of different firehouses all over the goddamn world. Right. And you know what's really cool is when I see that and I go, you know those guys. Oh yeah, I talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool, man. Like you guys, and and that's what I'm saying. It's not a product; it's a culture. You're you're building you're building an educational tool here, and you're educating the masses that they have an option to a very simple problem. And so for you guys, you know, through your Instagram and you know everything else that you do, it's important to get the message out there. And I think you're doing a great job of that. And we're happy to have you here tonight cool. talking about it. So, yeah, no doubt. But, um, you know, we're just over an hour now in. And um, I have to say, man, it's cool. To talk about the simple strap, it's not so simple. Right. The blood, sweat, and tears that went into it and the sacrifices you guys have made and, and the firemen that you guys are and the tried and true methods behind it. Um, cities like Boston and New Haven that support it and have outfitted their firemen, you guys are doing something right. And uh, we support you guys 110%. I can't thank you enough for being here tonight. No, thank you. And uh, uh, you guys are going to be down at Wildwood selling these as well? Yeah, so we're going to have a booth in Wildwood. Um, New Jersey convention. Yeah, New, New Jersey. In September, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to be down there. We'll be at FDIC again FDIC too? We were there this year. Okay. Um, you know, just taking it one day at a time. I mean, there's, there's a million places we can go. How do you get all this time off? <laughs> Must be nice. That's for another conversation. Yeah. All right, on that note, we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, they owe a lot of guys a yeah. lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Worked a lot of holidays. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap it, and I will say this: um, Jordan and Tyler, fantastic man. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's been um, you know we've known each other probably since the very beginning. I remember Jordan yeah. reached out to me very early on. It was like, hey man, like. This is what we're doing. Let me stop by to show you the Yeah, and, and you did. And these guys came. Quick side note before we end. Yeah. Um, they were aggressive, and they said, listen, we're doing this, and this is what we're doing, and we'd love to show you. And I said, well, come to my office. I'm in Clifton. Come come down to my office. And these guys walked in, and they're a little intimidating. Like, you know, 
Jordan's not. <laughs> Tyler walks in behind him. He's like the silent killer. He's standing behind Jordan. He's just like this, but a door. He's like, who's this guy? Right? We get a lot of that in New Jersey. Yeah. We had, we it's had part a, of the culture. We had a great conversation, and um, we handed out a bunch. You gave us a bunch of samples, and we handed them out to people, and we gave them away as. Uh, you know, um, parting, not parting, guess, but like, you know, just, you know, to people that, that have, we've done projects with and so on. And we gave them out. I know Rob's wearing a set. I wear a set yeah. um, and so on. But um, I also supply a steady stream of pictures to Jordan. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, that's good. It's good. Well, let's talk about that too. Hashtag let them hang. That's if you've it. got a set. <laughs> let them hang. I'm talking about a set of heat straps. <laughs> Send them a picture. Tag them with let them hang. And um, let's see the product in action because um, it speaks volumes, you know. And uh, and you guys are doing great things, and I'm glad you were here tonight. And uh, thank you. No, Thanks thank for you. trusting us with your story. Thanks we for making my job easier. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, yeah and we really wish you guys a tremendous amount of success with this. And if we can ever help you um, with any of it, please let us know. But uh, we're going to wrap, man. Heat straps. Find them on Instagram and uh, www.heatstraps.com. USA.com. Tyler and Jordan, thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Anytime. Jeremy, Rob, Tucker, you sexy bitch. <laughs> National Fire Radio. <laughs>